Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. Also the CEO of Canafil, who brings clinical-level CBD to the retail market, and very proud to do that. Now today, we will be discussing what's new in the CBD market. Uh, We haven't done that topic in a while, and since the last time we did this, a lot has shown up. Things have been added. Things have been removed. It is definitely a worthwhile conversation. We'll help you to see some of the new products on there, and maybe even understand what it might mean to you. Uh, And so when we talk about our stuff today, we're going to talk about both the products, the science, and some news in the industry. So really, let's start with this. What products are showing up in the industry? And we already know what's in mainstream. Mainstream CBD products include Tinctures, these are oils that go under your tongue for a very fast absorption rate. We're going to talk about, uh, so we know that uh, topicals are mainstream. Vaping CBD is definitely mainstream. Edibles uh, have been probably the easiest and the least amount of fear uh, in taking CBD. Uh, So edibles are also mainstream, and then we have some sprays. Now, Some of the conversations we'll be talking about today will include subjects like bioavailability, solubility, and absorption rates. So as we talk about new products coming into the market, those pieces will be described in each one so that you can make some judgments uh, in whether these new products fit with you or not. So let's just start with a list. All right, first thing that showed up on our list are eye drops. Now, eye drops, what we found is a common common, uh, dosage amount could be 100 milligrams, up to 100 milligrams per dose. Now, a little bit about the history on eye drops as I've seen it, uh, being in this industry for now uh, maybe three and a half years, uh, is eye drops came out fairly early, I'd say a year and a half ago, and then they just kind of disappeared. I do understand why they disappeared, uh, and it's about solubility. Uh, The uh, CBD molecule uh, does, it, it's repelled by water. It, it does not interact with water at all. So it's an oil-soluble product. And so in the eyeball, I guess that's a big issue, is there is an awful lot of water in that area. So they had to adjust the product because the delivery wasn't quite what they were looking for. Uh, so they have done so. And they've used microencapsulation to encapsulate the product until it gets absorbed in uh, where it's needed around the eyeball. And so it's kind of hitting the market again. I'm, uh, uh, that's, that's about as much as I have for you. Uh, people will consider using this if they have issues of inflammation uh, or even glaucoma. Uh, those would be the reasons someone would consider eye drops. 
Uh, and inflammation is not an un- unusual thing. When your eyes get all red, then that, that can be a product of inflammation. Uh, so there you are on eye drops. Okay, here's another one, an interesting one. And that is CBD suppositories. <laughs> right. I said, okay, I'm actually going to talk about this. Yep, I sure am. All right. People are using suppositories for local muscular relaxation and inflammation relief. All right. This is a rectal area. So muscle relaxation and inflammation release, uh, relief, it makes sense to me. But the other place uh, that uh, people are going to use this for is females for period relief. So, again, these suppositories were designed to be either vaginally or rectally uh, deposited. So, and, you know, they're also suggesting 100 milligram doses of CBD in these. I think it's a grand idea. Uh, I just think the delivery might be uncomfortable for some, for some, but more comfortable for others. So support suppositories, and then you know, you know to make them, and yeah, well, we'll just leave it at that. Anyway, feel free if you want to get more information about any of these products that are coming into the market. We're happy uh, on this station. We're happy to do some investigations for you. So if you ever want. Uh, additional information on any of the products we talked about today, feel free just to shoot us an email uh, and we'll do some homework for you. How about CBD injections? Yes, CBD injections. Now they are becoming not quite mainstream, but the interest is becoming high because of the availability, the CBD availability when injected right into the bloodstream. Uh, It's 100%. So the efficacy and the benefits of CBD injections are all about the the availability. Um, Now, it also suggested that uh, these should be done in medical facilities as opposed to being done at home. Uh, and, And there is a strong recommendation there. You may have seen... um, I think in the past years, there has been injection cocktails delivered through IV. So if you go to a practitioner's office, let's say that you have a flu coming on or a cold, or maybe you just want uh, more energy, uh, they literally will put vitamin cocktails together and inject and, and put them in through an IV. So this is not an old, or I'm sorry, this is not a new process. It just happens to be new to CBD. Uh, I don't think there is any reason to be concerned or or, or fearful of this new product. It just should be done by a licensed practitioner. There's lots of problems that can come from injecting. Uh, You get air in the line. If you get air in your your, uh, cardiovascular system, I mean, in in your blood system, that's that's not good. So take that as our advice. Make sure you do this through a a, uh, licensed place. All right, now this product has also hit the street once and then kind of got pulled back and maybe is showing up again. And this is CBD-infused activewear. I did a little bit of work on this. Still can't really get behind it. Uh, again, they're using a, uh, they're using a um, micro-encapsulation model to infuse the CBD into the fabric itself 
thereby heat and absorption topically is a possibility. All right, that being said, the marketing of CBD-infused activewear is all around soreness. So when you are working out, you'll have both soreness and, and also inflammation, those two coming together with, uh, with working out, and that's there the opportunity is to minimize so or, or minimize inflammation and uh, re- reduce soreness while you're doing or after you're doing this this activity. Now, where are some of the issues? The issues are well, you got to wash this thing sooner or later, and if you are washing it, you know where is the CBD? Even if it's micro encapsulated, where is it going to end up? Is it going to end up in the drain in your washing machine, or will it hold to the fabric? Uh, or do you have to wear this thing a couple of six or seven times regardless of how it smells? So I don't know. I think CBD-infused activewear is very creative, uh, but again, hard for me to get behind that one because I understand CBD. Next one that shows up on our list is toothpaste. Now, toothpaste also has been out came back, went away for a while, and now may be coming back again. And I think the reason uh, it went away the very first time is because, first off, toothpaste has a lot of different ingredients in it. And it's not whether CBD can bind and be delivered in uh, a toothpaste form. I I think the real question was, should it be in there? So I think a lot of people gave consideration to all the other ingredients that are in toothpaste. And now what I see hitting the market now is a more holistic or organic toothpaste. Now this toothpaste having fewer ingredients, more organic. And the goal here is for those who have sensitive gums. In other words, when they're using traditional toothpaste, They'll have irritation, inflammation, uh, and pain associated with trying to keep their teeth cleaned. And this is what this product can offer, is relief in those areas. Now, if you are looking at toothpaste for this reason, just look into how the toothpaste itself was created. And if it was organic, I think you're on a good path. If they just you know, used a off-the-market product with lots of ingredients, then I don't know if it has been evaluated enough. That's my recommendation based on my experience. Okay, so more organic will be okay with this. Uh, I know the CBD uh, will help with people who have sensitive teeth or sensitive gums, uh, but as you're brushing your teeth, this Uh, CBD also has the ability to be absorbed within the glands of your mouth. So there's an alternative and another additional benefit of CBD being in toothpaste. All right. How about, how about this? So both CBD flower, meaning people who are smoking CBD now are smoking it in a flower. So they come in pre-rolls. So these are, these are uh, the organic plant material has been rolled up and they smoke it like a joint. Uh, there is also, you could do it in, in all kinds of different delivery devices, you know, pipes and so forth. So CBD flower has become popular. Well, I guess also CBD hash 
is hitting the market. Let's talk about the hash a little bit. The years hash has shown up in the marijuana side because of the ability to get super concentrated uh, THC out of it. So I guess there's these little oil droplets that are produced in the flour, and it's that product that they're extracting out and they create this hash with. Well, in recent, I won't even say years, I think in recent months, CBD flour has been hitting the market. In other words, they are adjusting the hemp plant to now produce flour, to produce buds, and within that process, those little oil droplets are also being created. So the opportunity for hash is definitely there for CBD. Now let's let's be really clear here. They're looking for high concentrations of CBD, not high concentrations of THC because they are doing this with the hemp plant. But herein lies the problem. There are lots of controversial, controversial issues all around the world about hash. So if you're going to get a CBD hash product or if it, you know, you're, you're seeing this come out in the market and you're interested, I would strongly recommend that you check with your state's regulation because just the hash product itself might, might draw some concerns or some issues. Now, and let's keep going on this CBD flower thing. So we're seeing a lot of enthusiasts that are just, just cannabis enthusiasts that they, they just enjoy, you know, the, the taste and the feel of, of, uh, of combusting that organic plant material from the cannabis family. Uh, they like the taste, the flavor, all those coming from the terpenes that are included in that plant. Okay, there's also the effects THC already known, but when you move over to the hemp side of the cannabis family, those effects are also well understood and well known. They can be sedative, they can be calming, they can produce energy molecules like 2-AG and anatomide. So there are lots of benefits to smoking the flower, especially if you are already a cannabis enthusiast. And so you see this product coming out on the street a lot lately. Now, the thing about, from my perspective, the thing about combusting plant material and and inhaling it into your lungs is your lungs are not designed to take that. Your lungs are not designed to take combusted plant material. Uh, So it's kind of an unhealthy thing. And I know your lungs are very capable of healing themselves. But over time, we see smokers, smokers all the time, uh, are having lung issues because of repetitive inhalation of combusted plant material. So from my, my perspective, I appreciate the enthusiasm and, uh, and, and I understand the why, but too much of this also could be problematic. So that is CBD flower, but yes, it is gaining traction and becoming very, very popular. And I think later in the show, uh, you also, I'm going to bring you a, bring an awareness to you that there are a lot of states that are running at prohibiting the smoking of organic flour. 
but we'll, we'll, we'll touch that subject a little bit later. Uh, and another item, or let's say the last item on the list that I think is fairly new, is adding CBD to essential oils. Now, when I read into this, I'm like, okay, well, so why are they doing this? And I think mostly what they're doing is the terpenes that are in the cannabis family have very strong and noticeable characteristics, both in taste and smell. And essential oils, that's one of their dominant features as well, is, is how the characteristics of that, in, that uh, essential oil uh, affects us humans. So it makes sense that they're going to add CBD to it, but not for the purpose of some medicinal treatment, more for the experience of the terpenes within the hemp plant. Now, there also have been uh, lots of discussions and science around having CBD along with essential oils uh, distributed through uh, different types of, um, of, um, uh, of, of delivery methods that allow these molecules to get dispersed in the air. So I know that, that research is still being done. Uh, but right now, the easy one is, is that they're just adding it to essential oils. You sometimes will put these in, you know, uh, an oil burner with a little heat under it. Uh, I think you can also put them in diffusers. Uh, again, I think the struggle with airborning a CBD molecule is that the atomic weight of the molecule is pretty heavy. So it's very difficult to get it to lift up and, and out into the air. So that one still has a little bit of science left, uh, but CBD and essential oils. So that's kind of a, a current list of new stuff that's out right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how the body takes in CBD so that we can connect these new products to, well, how does the body actually take in CBD so you can make good decisions when these products come across your path? So let's take a little break and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Okay, welcome back listeners. CBD Ed Show. Today, help you with some of the new new products, CBD products that might be Coming across your computer screen or being delivered to you in your mail and so forth. Let's give you some information so when they show up and when you are reviewing them, you can actually make sense of them. That's really my job today. So, what you, we first could just, let's just get a basic understanding. So, CBD really has to reach your endocannabinoid system. We have talked about this numerous times. Your endocannabinoid system, all humans have one. They are all activated when the CB receptors come in contact with a cannabinoid. A cannabinoid is like a key that unlocks that receptor's potential. That receptor has a designated task, and when unlocked, it can perform that task. Your body produces its own cannabinoids. We get cannabinoids in a lot of places, but it is in huge quantities and the cannabis hemp, uh, the cannabis family. So those plants have high volumes of cannabinoids. So when those cannabinoids are in- introduced into our body and get to our endocannabinoid system, they are allowing a lot of the tools in the, endocannab- the endocannabinoid system to work properly. This may not have ever been a huge need until today's society where our food is engineered, our environment is not always, you know, what it was, you know, a thousand years ago and so forth. So this is actually more needed today than it ever has been. And CBD, or I'm sorry, hemp or cannabis related medicinal therapies have been around for thousands and thousands of years. But when we get to today's conversation, let's just understand that CBD first needs to needs to reach your endocannabinoid system. Okay, that means it needs to somehow or another get absorbed into your bloodstream. Uh, We call this, this is what we call bioavailability. So how much, so if I took, if I took 50 milligrams of CBD, irregardless of my delivery, how much actually made it into my bloodstream? That's bioavailability. Did only half make it in? Did all make it in? When we talked uh, earlier today about injecting CBD directly into your, your, uh, your, your uh, bloodstream, that was 100% bioavailability. 
So clear? All right. And let me give you another example. When you ingest CBD, you're taking it in a gummy form, or it's been infused into some product that has to go through your digestive system, that alters it as well. So that's kind of the that's kind of the main point of this discussion topic. Now, and of course, once it's in your bloodstream, then it just circulates and it wants to stay in your body as long as possible until it gets to the organs or the tissues and where it's needed. All right, so let's just start talking about the different variations of how CBD gets into your bloodstream. All right, well, let's start with Let's start with edibles. All right. Edibles have to go through your digestive system. It is, first and foremost, a very long process. Second is there are digestive acids in there. And then third, this uh, CBD is a fat-soluble product. So it is repelled by water. And there is a lot of water in your digestive system. Thereby, let me tell you what current research is, is an accepted amount of bioavailability if you are ingesting your CBD. Now, keep this in mind. It's not to say that ingesting CBD is bad, but you should know about the breakdown of the product. What is the outcome when you are ingesting it? What is the availability, the bioavailability? And here's the number. Are you ready? Between 6 and 19%. So on the high side, you have 100% of your product. So let's say you're ingesting, let's go with 20 milligrams of CBD. By the time it gets into your bloodstream, you may have only... You may have only gotten, I don't know, what, 4, 3, 4%? Keep that in mind. So you may have to ingest a little bit more in order for an edible to work. And then it will also change with individuals because each one of us, you know, our, in, our digestive systems are unique. Uh, a lot of people who have already experienced this are people on the marijuana side. They know when they eat an ingestible THC cookie, they can each one of them can say, oh, yes, it usually hits me within about an hour. Another person will say, oh, yeah, it's 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, it's like eh, it's about an hour and a half for me. So, so just from that knowledge, we know that each, uh, each human has you know, its own unique uh, system of bioavailability when it comes to ingesting. All right, how about we move to smoking, smoking CBD. Now, when we talk about smoking, we are talking about the flower. We are talking about a pre-roll or putting some CBD plant material, whether that be a bud or leaves, into a pipe and lighten it up. All right. The, the consumption this way, the bioavailability, bioavailability is much higher. They're suggesting 30 to 50%. So they're, they're suggesting also uh, is that a single... CBD cigarette containing 19 milligrams of CBD can produce peak blood levels within three minutes. Now, so the one thing that people do like about smoking or vaping or inhaling a CBD product is how quickly it gets into your bloodstream. 
for all of you out there that have issues with anxiety, this is why you're always, it's always being promoted that you inhale it. Now, the downside of smoking combustible plant material, we've already talked about it. It's hard on your lungs. Sorry. Right. So then let's move to vaping. So vaping is a way to get the exact same outcome, high bioavailability, and extremely quick results, but you get it without combusting the plant material. So all heat does is just allows the molecule to release from itself as opposed to combusting. Now, both of them deliver the heat, both of them do exactly uh, what needs to be done, but vaping just has less of an impact on your lungs. And to be honest, it's a little easier in a social environment. In other words, I can, I can super easily pull out a vape pen, which they make super tiny now. They look, you know, they look like small pens you know, that you write with. Anyway, you pull one of those out and you can take a tug off of that thing and nobody else knows. Even, even today, the smells are, are not even noticeable. Uh, anyway, so that's, but, but try to pull out a, a joint or a pre-roll or a bowl and light that up somewhere. Uh, yeah, you'll get lots of judgment. So that's my discussion on smoking and vaping. Uh, I had told you nebulizing, or, or I'm sorry, uh, trying to get this molecule airborne uh, is also a, another opportunity. And there's vaporizers, but to be honest, nebulizers seem to be the, the, the thing people are focusing in on the most. But again, I don't think it's been completely solved yet. Okay, let's go to another form of getting CBD into your bloodstream, and that is sublingual. Now, sublingual comes in two forms. Sublingual dro are the drop droppers that you see. You get a bottle of oil and it has a dropper in it. And then you pull out the amount that you want with this dropper. And then you squeeze that amount under your tongue and let it sit there for a minute, anticipating that the glands in your mouth will absorb that product. And in fact, it does. It does it very quickly. In most cases, it can absorb it within 30 seconds, but uh, we always like to maximize. So we hold it in there for an entire minute. Then we swallow the product because we, at that point, do not care what goes through our digestive tract. The other form of sublingual is an oral spray. Also very similar. You'll spray it into your mouth. Not only does it get absorbed in the glands that are under your tongue, but it also will, with all the other tissues in your mouth, will absorb it as well. So those are the two sublinguals. Uh, thing about sublingual is this, uh, probably the second fastest way to get CBD into your bloodstream. Minimum 10 minutes, 20 minutes on the outside. So if you're taking your CBD sublingually, uh, you have high availability, and it's very quick. So if you're uncomfortable vaping, you can go to this model uh, that is sublingual. All right, let's move to the next one. Next one we have is topical. All right, now topical is extremely easy to use. People prefer it 
just because uh, you don't have to you don't have to ingest it you don't have to internalize it anyway you just spread it onto your skin here are some interesting things if you put it if you put a topical cbd product on your skin two things will happen one yes your skin will absorb it and yes it can get into your bloodstream but the second thing that happens is you also have cbd receptors i'm sorry cb receptors in your skin so People who are dealing with pain and inflammation, that's a primary way to solve that, is you apply this product directly to the spot or the area where you have pain and inflammation, and it has an immediate impact, and again, very easy to use. Here is a little bit of the problem with topical. Because cannabis is a fat-soluble product and it's repelled by water, and there are layers in the skin that have more water than others, and then that becomes then a barrier. Now, it's not to say that a topical CBD product won't penetrate past that barrier. I'm just suggesting it's an obstacle there. Sometimes it will, and sometimes it, it will usually always, but sometimes it just takes a little while. All right, that being said, topical, very easy. If you want to try CBD for the very, very first time, that one is usually considered the easiest, but super effective. Now, it's not going to be effective for you know, things that require CBD to be inside your body uh, to make your endocannabinoid system work correctly to you know, manage your mood and manage your your, your signaling and your inflammations and stuff like that, those are better served when you get the CBD into your bloodstream in a faster way, like in a, like in a tincture or inhaling it or even the injections. Okay, so topical, very easy to use. Let's move to the next one. All right, and so, and by the way, in this list of great ways to get CBD into your body is intravenous, so the injectable CBD. But again, just one more time on that, suggesting that it be in a professional environment. All right, there's also factors that can affect CBD absorption rate. Your health condition. Your health condition, if you can think about this, oftentimes will change how the inside of your body will work. And as, as, an ex, as an example, your liver is designed to, once your CBD has run through its system, it was designed to like vacate it. Well, interestingly enough, if your liver function is not doing what it was designed to do or it's diminished capacity in any type of way, think about what it's really doing. It's really leaving the CBD in your body much, much longer, which makes, to be honest, your CBD more f effective that way uh, because your bioavailability, your availability of CBD becomes more because it stays in your body longer. Not that anybody wants to promote liver function, but that's an example how things inside your body can have an impact on your absorption rate. Uh, there's neurological issues uh, that can have an impact on CBD availability. Uh, and then there's dosage. Dosage can have an impact too. So we know things like when it comes to dosage, dosage, if you are going to consider using a CBD by itself, they call that an isolate. There's nothing else in that 
product, but just the CBD molecule added to some delivery uh, carrier. When you do that, dosage is quite unique. They call this the bell curve. And that is that the more you take does not necessarily represent the more bioavailability of that product will be there. But that is, I'll say, only with CBD isolate. When you take what we call a full spectrum, in, a, in other words, all the cannabinoids and phytomaterials are in there, your body then understands it more. And as you increase your dosage, you also increase the efficacy of the product. Now, it's been found that, that low levels of uh, CBD have the ability to have great absorption rates. But there's been some recent studies that are showing when you get to higher levels, like 400 and 800 milligrams, that there seems to be a ceiling effect. In other words, these are, these are some who are taking extremely high levels. Uh, they're treating, uh, they're treating uh, bigger issues other than just pain and inflammation. And remember, uh, you know, here, here at uh, the CBD Ed Show, we're not concerned as much about high levels of CBD because if you go back to most of the clinical research documents that we have shared with you on our show, most clinical studies start with a 300 milligram dose or doses, uh, you know, they're considerably high. Uh, when we come to, you know, the retail outlet, you know, when I hear the, the staff talking with customers on the other side of the counter, I constantly hear discussions of conservativeness. And oh my goodness, let's start with just 10 milligrams of CBD and see how it affects, which is just fine. Again, World Health Organization, even again, late last year, uh, released a study or released a, uh, a message saying that, again, uh, humans uh, well, tolerated, uh, well tolerate CBD and CBD has a great, uh, a great um, profile for safety. That's, that's what I meant to say. It has a great safety profile for humans. So again, I just, that was a quote from World Health Organization's last week, or when I quoted that last week, and that was something that was put out late last year. There's another thing that affects CBD absorption rate, and that is whether it's taken with food or not. So the absorption is significantly better, like three to five times better when taking with, with food compared to taking it on an empty stomach. Everyone give that one definitely a good consideration. So, because when you're buying your CBD product, it's, it's not super cheap. And by the way, don't buy the super cheap stuff. Anyway, not super cheap, but hey, if you can make it go three to five times better, go ahead, eat it with your food. Much better. All right, so hey, CBD is widely available, but the science on how CBD is processed in the body is still in early stages. So be aware of that. You're going to see things change over the years. FDA is going to be submitting their first round of compliance here in a few weeks. This stuff will shape up, but we'll need still a couple more years of good clinical studies to understand how 
the human body responds to CBD. So keep that in mind. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about CBD in the news. All right, we'll see you after this break. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. If you're a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, hey, welcome back listeners. CBD Ed Show. Hope today's been helpful so far. Now this next piece, it just sounds like a very traditional radio talk show. Because I'm going to go through a list of, you know, current newsworthy uh, pieces on the cannabis industry that I pulled off and I thought I'd just read through them. Of course, I have, you know, over 100 of them and I've selected only, you know, 10, 15 or so that are worth talking about because uh, I don't think I want to have conversations about such and such company suing another such and such company for such and such right infringements and so forth. I'm not going to do that. But I will talk about things like Clint Eastwood suing three different CBD companies for claiming that they were using, that, that he endorsed or had uh, claimed endorsement of the product. <laughs> so these three companies, um, one in California, Arizona, and then Delaware, uh, apparently have made some false claim there. And Clint Eastwood is all up in the air about wanting to sue them. 
So I thought that was interesting. There is, I, I had shared this earlier, there seems to be now a number of states, and I have three of them on my list of stories, and all three of these states are doing the exact same thing. They want to put a ban on smoking CBD flour. In other words, uh, the, the organic material of the hemp plant. And they want to ban the smoking of it. So as it, not, not the vaping. Vaping, they're not bothered by that. But the smoking of it, they are. Now, I haven't really understood whether this is a social acceptance thing. Again, we had talked a little earlier. If you fire up a CBD joint or pre-roll, you know, in the middle of public somewhere, you do. You get a lot of judgment from people when you are a bystander around somebody who is smoking a pre-roll of plant-based hemp, you know, actually smoking the organic material, you cannot tell whether that is marijuana or hemp. There is just no way. If you look at it, it looks exactly the same. When you smell it, it smells exactly the same. And the only person that knows whether it has THC in it is the person smoking it. I guess unless you get close enough and get the contact high. But that's not, I think that is the main reason. Uh, now, who do we have on the list? We have, let me pull up a few of these. Because, again, I thought it was very interesting. Texas was kind of a leader of this. So, again, the title is Texas Smokable Hemp Ban. And it takes effect as early as next week. Uh, they are not the only one. Let's see here. What else? Dun, 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 dun. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Hawaii wants to ban smokable hemp. And that rule is just going into the governor's office. So nothing has become of it yet. And Indiana, smokable hemp ban reviewed by federal appeal courts. So apparently it went in once. Let's see where it's going to go. So again, Indiana, Hawaii, and Texas is already done. Starts next week. So that's one interesting piece of, piece of stuff. Uh, Paraguay and Uruguay both are having forward movements in the CBD industry. Paraguay is beginning to start their agriculture of hemp, which uh, that was just recently announced. And Uruguay... Uh, is celebrating their first successful export of low-THC hemp, which they exported to both Switzerland and Germany. So I sense that they are fairly excited about that. Uh, hemp, now this is, uh, this is a political thing, so hemp representative appointed to serve USDA's Agricultural Policy Committee. That doesn't seem all that bad until I read into the story. <laughs> the officials named a lone representative and would not tell us who it was. I thought that was, I'm sorry, just a little shady. Um, we've got the university, uh, uh, Wisconsin universities, teaming and Illinois teaming up to test different hemp varieties with farmers. Now, this is a recent story. And they are recruiting farmers to join in or, or, or make their 
their, their growing techniques available to them. And what they want to do is they want to study the plant methods, the performance of their grow techniques, and the fertility uh, of both the land and the plants. And what they're doing is they're studying different regions. And I like that because that likely is an easier place for people to st for universities and clinical research to be done now because it's likely not littered with trademarks or you know, patents rather. So it's probably a little easier to do research in that area. Uh, let's see here. Oh, hemp industry seems to have initiated a program that why, while, while it, what it's designed to do is through the promotion and taxing of people who are profiting on the plant, they're going to take those funds and redirect it to clinical research. They're calling this a checkoff program. Uh, apparently, a checkoff program is commonly used in this way, uh, but it is starting up now. So, But I like that because it's just going to move the research, the clinical research, you know, further down the road, which is super, super needed. Let's see here. Canada, the Canadian, uh, Canada has an issue with some labeling, I guess. So the C CBD makers, uh, among a dozen Canadian cannabis companies, are facing labeling lawsuits. Now, I think it's good to hear this is going on because, again, under an under-regulated industry, which is what we still are, it's tough. There's so many brands on the marketplace right now, and those who are, well, just say not well-informed or do not understand the regulations or do not, and I'll just keep going, do not maybe care about them, they literally can put anything on that label. And then you get to read that label, and it might be a year before... You know, somebody brings it to their attention. Hey, you are not in compliance with the labeling rules. It's fair, right? It's fair that that could happen. Again, requiring that you, the consumer, must do a little extra work and validate these companies. Now, and I'm pretty sure that's what happens in, uh, that's what happened in Canada. Uh, over a dozen cannabis companies were found to be in violation. Uh, what kind of things were they in violation of? It spoke of this, three things. Either not having enough reported cannabinoids. So if they said there are the 1,000 milligrams of CBD, but only 500 milligrams showed up on the test. Or maybe the opposite. So they said there were 1,000 milligrams in the bottle and 1,500 milligrams showed up on the test. And then the other one is THC contact content. That seems to be also a really big one. So if the farm bill suggests that your THC percentage needs to be 0.3% or less, you can't have a product over that or you're not in compliance. Now, that's the compliant thing. But what happens if you're way over it and you give this poor product to, you know, a kid and they get high or you know, give it to your animals who are, you know, can handle a small amount of THC, but not a lot. So there are problematic issues, so I'm glad they are staying on top of it. And I do have confidence in our FDA doing a good job in this space as well. As a matter of fact, there is another story published uh, July 8th, and it says, FDA 
Many CBD products contain far less, sometimes more than advertised. And their headline on this is testing of CBD-infused products conducted by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration found that many are mislabeled, containing far less or far more CBD than advertised. THC was also an issue when it wasn't supposed to be there, it was showing up. So this was article published July 8th, 2020, so very recent. And we knew, we knew Canada, we knew that the the, uh, FDA has been, not even quietly, they have said out loud, we are going to start randomly testing and randomly scrutinizing and randomly going through your website. And I think they're doing a grand job. Now, you know, I don't, are they, you know, are they struggling with, you know, the current economic issues that we're in because of this pandemic? You know, will it speed up after this has all been resolved? Likely so. Uh, Let's see here. Anything else newsworthy? Texas University firm to study light effects on hemp, terpenes, and other molecules, which... We already know light has. If you're an enthusiast, you already know light has an impact on these molecules. If you have a vape cartridge and you let it uh, hang out in sunlight for a little while, you know, it might be a nice clear color, but after a few days, it turns dark brown. We know that the shape of the molecule, that is uh, the, the CBD molecule and the, and, the, um, and the THC molecule are both designed in such a way that they like to stack on top of each other. So crystallization is another issue. Again, that can be a problem. So have, having this study done is a, is a really good idea. All right, so a little bit on the nonsense that's going around on the CBD Newswire. Now, as a reminder, I gave you a lot of information on some new products. I also shared with you how the human body takes in CBD so that you can, you can take those two and put them together and find out if some of these new products fit what you were looking for. Uh, feel free to, to pass this show on to others that might be doing that as well. And again, always, always inviting that we can continue this conversation on our Instagram uh, but you can also send me an email at info at canafil.com, and I will be happy to expand on a subject or provide you some, some information that if you request it. But keeping in mind this, so in a young industry like the CBD industry, it's very young. It's very easy to get into. I, I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years, and some industries are hard to get into, and this is not one of them. Now, the cool part about it is it's a breeding ground for innovation. Lots of creativity. God bless them all. That's awesome. Love all the creativity. But be careful because what could come out may not be what should come out. (laughs) So, you know, you just have to scrutinize a bit. Uh, And as a big reminder, always look for third-party testing. Can't say that enough. And if you need to read, understand how to read a testing report that usually should be available online or you should be able to ask your manufacturer or your provider of your product for it. Once you get that test, happy to go back into about four or five episodes ago here at the CBD Ed Show, and we have a whole show on how to read them. All right, 
Okay, I want to thank everybody for listening today. I hope I was helpful in educating you again on CBD and this unregulated industry. Next week, we hope to talk about Big Pharma and CBD. Where are they? Where are they at today? So I expect next week's program will be extremely interesting. Until then, everyone take care. We'll talk to you on our next show. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.